When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello and welcome to Betches Brides. I'm your co-host, Jordana Abraham. And I'm Nicole Pellegrino. And we are we are here. I'm not sure if you guys are aware that Nicole is an official Betches Brides host, so it's going to be the two of us every week from now on. Um, unless yeah, someone's on as- vacation. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully, so- hopefully we will be able to go on a vacation, not our exactly. honeymoons, because I had to cancel mine coming up in November. But where some were you sort supposed to go? South Africa and Mauritius. Mauritius oh, is like wow. an island, like, oh, like kind of a more affordable version of the Seychelles. Um, but yeah, this past week we just canceled it. So supposed to be Did in you November. Get any money back? Did you like have to do so, some money or anything? So we got our deposits back for like hotels and stuff. Our safari, they wouldn't let us get our deposit back. We have to uh, transfer it over, but that's okay. Cause like I'm forcing us to still go on this vacation. So having that is yeah, kind of nice. Yeah, you'll go eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of so nice also, us- especially like if you're the one who wants to go more, it's like, we can't, we're going to have to go. Cause that happened exactly. with me. I had a Greece, I had a Greece trip planned for this summer. Um, and I booked like a non-refundable hotel, so they wouldn't give the money back, but they said you could like transfer it. So I'm like, okay, great. We're going at some point. Right, right. It's still, it's still an excuse to like make you guys go if like Mike tries to pull out or something. Any of our mics try to pull out right. on the vacation. But Do you yeah. have any uh, updates on your actual wedding rescheduling or? You know, not really. Um, we are still at the point of officially postponing till September of next year. Um, and again, you guys know I'm the most indecisive person when it comes to my wedding. I did have an epiphany this past week though. I did, I started therapy. Long story short with that, it's like actually very much, yeah, oh, trust me, this year drove me to therapy. It's very much helping me realize things about my wedding. One is that I can't control, I can only control what I can control. So like, just like plan one task at a time, control what you can. You can't like, even the uncertainty of uh, 2021 wedding, I can't control that. So just plan right now what I can. And also um, the second thing is if I ever decide like last minute, let's say we decide like, okay, we'll just eat a couple deposits and elope. I could always do that. I don't owe anybody anything but ourselves. So so right now, yep, the plan is to still postpone. 
Was but, that the, um, the most helpful advice from your therapist was just being like, accept that you can't control things? Yes, that, that, okay. that in many aspects of my life, but a big one is wedding. But she kind of saw my whole life and was like, wow, this girl's going to be a, a project. So, <laughs> Well, um, I've been seeing a therapist for years. Highly. Really? Uh, you're going to love yeah. it. It takes okay. some time. Yeah. I started going. I was like, like four or five years ago. I love it. Everyone should see a therapist. Yes. That's my personal opinion. If you can, but you have the means. Yeah. Yeah. So. One quick other thing about my wedding. We have gotten so many since our last episode, when we mentioned the pre Cana Catholic uh, wedding process, we had a lot, a lot of requests on that. So we will be covering that in greater detail in the future. Um, we, we might look for kind of more of an expert to speak to that, whether it's one of my people I'm working with or somebody else, um, just because I haven't even been through that process yet. Um, I've been telling everybody, like, I've started pre-Cana, but I looked into it deeper. I ha I, we haven't even started it. We've started the preliminary pre-Cana mm -hmm. steps of taking what's called a focus test. So um, I would I love to hear more about that. Um, yeah. can you just, for anyone at the, for anyone at home who doesn't know what that is, I'm, I'm Jewish, so I don't, I've never, <laughs> I, I'm, I heard of it very loosely, but I would love to know. And I think anyone at home who does, isn't aware of like what it is in general, could you just like explain, give a little more background? Yes. So pre-Cana is what, if you're trying to have a Catholic sanctified ceremony. So if you're trying to get married in a church or sometimes, um, in some States, a deacon or a priest can marry you outside of a church, which is what we're doing in Maryland, but um, it can still be like uh, sanctified by the Catholic church. Uh, Pre-Cana is what you have to do. It's like a program, basically. You have to do before you get that, get married under the Catholic church. So you, and the whole thing, it's basically to like make sure you're set up for marriage properly, make sure, you know, you're not going to cheat on each other. You're, you're, but they do like in this focus test, for example, it was this long, annoying test that we had to take, but they do ask you like in-depth questions. Like, are you, um, just to prepare you, like, are you both willing to have kids? Do you both want to have pets even like stuff like that to make sure you're very much on the same page, uh, before you go into marriage. So it's kind of cool, but then I'm going to be completely honest and sorry if I'm offending like hardcore Catholic people. It's also just very in depth. Like they asked us if we've ever watched like porn. And I think Mike said yes in his. I are you, lied are you allowed that. to do that? Are you like, are, are, does, any, does any answer like disqualify you? <laughs> kind of. So like we've had two out of the three counseling sessions that we have to do before we start pre-Cana or pre-Cana, I don't even know how it's pronounced, but- I thought the um, pre-Cana was counseling. I think, well, this is where we need an expert because I think once we get into it, it is more counseling by like a priest. But right now it's just the preliminary counseling. Okay. And when, when you disagree on an answer, so what the counseling is, they go through the focus test answers with you, how you both answered, and you have to take it like at a separate time. So if you disagree on an answer, they make you discuss in detail, like why you disagreed on that answer. So like the porn one, I was like, God damn it, Mike, why couldn't you just have lied and said no? 
Well, that would defeat the purpose. And I think that if, I think that if you're yeah. if you're if you guys talk about that and then you're like, I'm okay with that, then that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like that's yes. almost like. But if you if you had not no idea that he had ever done that and like finding that out was like a deal breaker for you, this is kind of great because you get to find it out before, um, and then you save yourself and during a marriage that you you know so you realize someone didn't want kids. I think it's like kind of a cool uh, system. And just just to clarify, so in or in the Catholic religion. Are you like, do you have to get married in church? Because for, for Jews, like there's no, I don't think there's any rules around like you have to get married in a synagogue or is that, you is truly, that like a thing? That's a really good question. And that's something I've thought about as cause these are a lot of steps and I've thought about like, can we just not? Um, I don't think you, I could be wrong. So don't quote me, but I don't think you do. I just think like if you do want to have kids and like raise them in the Catholic church, that might affect it, but I really don't think like you do have to get married in the Catholic church. I just know for us and for a lot of other couples that have DM'd us, it's like, you know, your par- your families uh, did it. It's kind of more of like tradition or important to I families. See. So um, but that's okay. a good question. I, I, we should ask like, what, what are the consequences if you don't? I th- I'm sure like hardcore Catholic people believe like, you know, you, don't go to heaven or something. Well, let's get your priest on here. I would love to to learn more about it. I literally, I don't think I've ever been to a Catholic wedding. I've only been to, I've been to a um, Muslim wedding and I've been to a ton of Jewish weddings. So I would be very interested to learn more about okay. this. Okay. I'm we'll sure the audience would as well. Sure. Oh, they will. We, I, we got a surprising amount of asks for this. So great. Excited for that. And for those of you at um, at home who are a fan of Betches Brides, please go check out Shop Betches for Brides merchandise. Nicole is wearing one of my favorite shirts. It says 2020 Bride with the 2020 canceled, uh, crossed out. Um, and we sell a lot of other really fun bridal stuff. We also sell drink pouches. If, you're, if you are doing a bachelorette, let's say like in a house or something and you want to make it more fun, we sell a lot of funny, fun bride stuff, not just for brides who are dealing with canceled stuff, but just for planning your wedding. It makes it fun. Good. They're good bachelorette gifts. There's good bridesmaids gifts. There's a whole bunch of, of stuff. Definitely check it out um, and support the show. Definitely. This shirt is very comfy and we said on Instagram, it's like you're empowering yourself you're taking the power back as a canceled 2020 bride it makes you feel more confident that's why i'm wearing it right now so more in control (laughs) yes i love it when it comes to the plant-based eating debate there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy of course we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. I'll read the first one. So we've gotten a few questions about this topic, um, and I am excited to talk to it about it because I am dealing with something <laughs> similar. So uh, the listener writes in, hi, Jordana and Nicole. First off, would, wouldn't get through wedding planning without your help on the podcast. You're amazing. And just know that all brides that listen to you seriously appreciate you. That's so sweet. Um, Very. I have, right? I have one major question. How do we navigate a wedding with divorced slash separated parents? We are so excited for the big day and the only wedding stress is due to both sets of our parents. My parents, the brides, have been divorced for about two years, nasty, bitter, etc. And my, and my fiance's, the groom's mother, moved out about a month ago and just started the process of getting divorced. We can't wait for the big day, but we are stressed and just over asking for my Asking for my mom wanting something because my father is doing it. So I guess she's like wanting to make sure that neither parent feels like they're getting more attention or more, I don't know, maybe guests or something Um, and vice versa on his side. We put our foot down, but we know that we don't, that we won't be around everything to moderate the family interactions with them or the extended families in town. How can we navigate this as best as possible? How can we navigate this as best as possible other than separate tables, seating, keeping mom and dad separate? dead together etc i appreciate you so so much and cannot wait to hear all about this topic more to relieve our stress ahead of the day in less than three weeks wow that is coming up um so i have um my parents have been divorced since i was like nine years old um and my mom my older siblings are actually from my mom's first marriage so they've also dealt with that so luckily at least for me i think it's weird to say luckily but like luckily I've seen a lot of events with my divorced parents and their divorce is like pretty bad. They don't speak to each other. Um, So I definitely understand. um, I definitely understand her anxiety around like having them in the same place for a long time or even a short time and just kind of worrying that like something's going to go off or someone's going to be uncomfortable or she's going to have to manage like these people's feelings. Right. Feelings or like, or even just like drama surrounding it that's just going to add to the stress of like an already stressful time so I totally totally get that and I sympathize with you and I've definitely been there for like all my life events um and it does suck when you feel like your parents can't like put their shit aside for you um right and I mean especially at a wedding like that's the biggest event where they should be able to even if they are very uncordial exactly and what you want to say to them is like this isn't about you like this is mm-hmm. about me um and i think a really good parent will know to like put their kids needs ahead of their own so even if they're kind of like wanting to be dramatic or to have personal issues with your their other parent or something like that i can see most or not most parents but a lot of parents will kind of just say okay this isn't about that i just want to make my kid happy and so i'm going to behave myself um and con- even when when you wouldn't necessarily do that maybe in a different situation. This is like that kind of situation. So mm-hmm. in dealing with this, I've learned tips from my own therapist um, about, you know, how to, how to navigate that situation. And again, I've been doing, I think it's a little harder for these people where she's like, their parents are, his parents are like newly divorced. 
or like newly separated so like she doesn't really know like how the interaction will be she's never really seen them come together yeah, in this, this way one's tough because it seems like the groom and the bride's parents are both divorced so like right. like are your mike's parents divorced as well or just my parents are married um just mine yeah so, so um i think this is like a double, double whammy right whammy. i find for me the best tips are, tips are like diffuse like diffuse the situation by like adding more people in so that's good so it's not just like these two people in a room it's going to be like in a big wedding what she said about like making the tables far away from each other so like limiting the interaction within mm -hmm. that is key and i would also just get ahead of it and like use praise instead of punishment in order to get them to behave in the way you want to um that's something i've also learned so like you know you can say if you've seen them interact in a different way um like it's so it made me so happy to see that you could like that you could be civil with dad and like that you guys were getting along and it just made my day so much easier and i really appreciate it so much you could say that about like something else that happened where you maybe like they had to be in the same room or something else that they were talking about or even just like get ahead of it or something positive that one parent did like in preparation for the wedding that you just right, like right. so appreciated it and was you were and you can you could voice i think your concerns it depends really how rational your parents are and how like outside of themselves they can be but if you have yeah, relatively rational parents, right, I think you can say, like, I have to say, like, I'm really nervous or I'm really scared that, like, something's going to happen at the wedding mm -hmm. with you and dad. It makes me, like, really nervous and I'm really anxious about it. So make it about, like, your feelings. And I think any parent that, like, cares about you will want to put those fears at ease and say, even if they necessar weren't necessarily thinking about that, they'll, I think it will, it will force them to think about that. It will force them ahead of time to think about like how their actions around this person will make you feel. So right. I would just stress to them, like, it makes me so happy when you guys can like come together and put your differences aside for like a, a moment that's so special to me. And yeah, also and just like, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, like, like you said, like test it out at the engagement party. And if they're good that, or, you know, another meet up wedding mm -hmm. event, rehearsal dinner, if they're good there, like notice that and say like, do that again. And also just like, I would seat them like very far away with their own families, like make your best effort there to do that. Um, I just feel like also like, I, I just feel so bad for this girl. Cause you can tell she's already feeling so much anxiety around like how she will feel at her wedding day. And I don't want her to feel like that. Like you shouldn't be concerned over like everyone else's feelings. You should be concerned about yours on your wedding day. So like, I would say what you said, like bring other people a point, like somebody get your sister, get a sibling, get, That's an a aunt, point. get yeah. somebody to diffuse the situation, like to kind of watch. And if anything starts to get out of hand, like, tell them to diffuse it and it can be their wedding gift to you because that's a great that idea <laughs> Give, yeah, yeah tell tell your issues to the most rational member of your family that's also close to your parents and be like i would so appreciate it if you were like on mom watch just making sure that she doesn't you know get really upset or do anything to cause drama like it would make me so it would put me so much at ease and if you have a sibling especially one that's like also like in the middle and not like one particular way i think that's the best way put them in charge of it for the day so that you don't have to worry about it. Um, that's a great idea. I love that. Yeah. Uh, it's, if, if it makes this person feel better, she's not alone. Like we've gotten a ton of questions like this. We actually, I remember a couple before uh, quarantine, we brought on, her name was Jen Glance. She's, she runs and started, it's called Bridesmaid for Hire. She literally 
gets hired by brides to be like a fake bridesmaid for situations like this. Like I remember her. Yeah. Like her. So funny. She's like undercover security. (laughs) <laughs> literally undercover security and she it's crazy you have to guys go back and listen to the episode you have to because she like like fools like goes under an alias and like fools everybody in the wedding and pretend she's actually a friend to the bride to defuse situations about like with family members fighting and stuff uh so don't you don't have to go and hire somebody but i think just um you know sign doing a all friend the, yeah yeah sign a, or a relative pre- probably better <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. My friends would be like, uh, sorry, I'm not doing that for you. <laughs> I'm not hanging out with your mom. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. let me live. Oh. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so we'll go to the next one. It says, hey, Betches Brides. Firstly, thank you for doing this podcast. It is super helpful, especially now amongst COVID. I always wanted to give a quick shout out to the You Up podcast and especially to Jordana for always being genuine, honest, and just awesome. Oh, Jordana, look at that. Guys, if you haven't listened to You Up, go listen to it. Uh, it's just so good. It kind of covers the pre-marriage like marriage dating scene and then into relationships. And then we kind of take you from there. Take you from there. The weddings. And then we cover, we want to cover more marriage uh, dynamic stuff too. So send us that. But um, For sure. And then also, if you're already married and you're listening to this, check out Betch's Brides if that's something that you are interested in. Um, because we just started this Instagram and it's doing oh, so Betch's well. Betch's Moms. I'm oh, sorry. I'm saying Betch's, I just said Betch's Brides. Betch's Moms. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you already are checking out Betches Brides. Also check out Betches Brides on Instagram if you're not following us there, but also check out Betches Moms if you're already married and your mom curious, um, which means you're thinking about having a kid or you're already pregnant. Um, that's a really fun new community that we've started. So we're really, really excited about that. 
For sure. All right. So she says, I've been engaged for over two years now. When I first got engaged, my dream was to have a destination wedding in the Red Rocks of Arizona. We flew out there to look at venues and found one we both loved. We told my fiance's parents about the venue and planned for the wedding. His mother told me that his family would not be able to travel that far and that, quote, no one would come. For reference, all of his family lives in the same state on the East Coast, where my fa whereas my family is spread out. Obviously, that was frustrating to hear as I really just wanted their emotional support and to be excited about our plans. Afterwards, my fiance was very much still on board with getting married in Arizona with the philosophy that whoever would come, could come would come. While I appreciate the sentiment, I would feel awful if we did that and would, he wouldn't have his close family there to celebrate. Also, for context, they are Italian and his extended family are all very close. We feel you on that. Ever since that discussion with his mom, I have just shut down with all the wedding plans. I was initially really excited, but not having his family's buy-in made me paralyzed. I haven't been excited about other types of venues and am apathetic towards everything else. I am also usually a pretty indecisive person and tend to go with the flow on most things. So when I do have an opinion, it is usually something I feel strongly or passionate about, which has made the situation worse. My fiance and I have a great relationship and are really in no rush to set a wedding date, especially now with COVID. But now it's been over, now that it's been over two years with zero plans, all of our family and friends are starting to get super overbearing about what we're doing. What are some coping strategies to deal with a particular vision for your wedding not coming to fruition? It is normal to not feel, is it normal to not feel excited about planning a wedding? Oh. Whew. What, do you, so, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, because I had a particular vision and it's not coming to fruition. Um, yeah, I mean, just to give you guys background in case you don't know, my wedding was supposed to be October 31st. It was going to have these cute little nods and touches to Halloween, not getting married on Halloween anymore. So um, coping strategies, I think is just like, I hate this thing for a lot of reasons, but in this case, context I like it everything happens for a reason like postpone now that we're postponing I like to think you know that's giving us more time to plan more time truth truthfully like low-key very low-key when we had to postpone when we finally decided or in other terms when we finally decided that we weren't getting married on October 31st I was like you know what At I wasn't truly ready. I feel like in many ways, just like physically, because I wasn't, I, ha I was supposed to have gotten like, uh, you weren't ready for the what, for your wedding. Then. Mean. Right. Like I wasn't ready for planning. Okay. And then also like, now I'm trying to think like, oh, maybe I wasn't like mature enough to get <laughs> married then. I don't know. Like I still, I'm trying to like go by that. Like everything kind of happens for a reason. My particular vision that I started with uh, I can make it even better now. Like I have more time to truly think about like what my new vision is going to be and factor Mike into that more. Um, and then so you're thinking about the positive aspects of postponing is what you're saying. Right. Kind of like trying there, to, I mean, yeah, everything has a silver lining. Exactly. And, and for the people that are uh, not postponing, but instead just getting married, like or eloping or doing a small mini money, I for, that's part of the reason I'm so indecisive and tempted is because to do that, because these people are saying that it is the best time of their lives. Like they're like, 
fuck the large wedding vision. I'm, I did this and it was the most intimate, special little ceremony I've ever done. Like I literally have chills talking about it because right. they all say it was so great. Do you, ever, do you ever worry or wonder if like people are just saying that because that's what they did and they need to like confirm their <laughs> decision to do that? Not, uh, not against anyone who's done that. And like, I'm all for doing that. I think that there's, I could totally see how, um, how that makes sense and like how it yeah. would be even better than a regular wedding. But I do wonder just cause like everyone who does it seems to say that if there are some people <laughs> who like actually kind of feel shitty Regret about the decision. Um, That's a really good point. I would love to. They wouldn't say people. it out loud. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to be truly honest. They're almost trying to like convince right. themselves. I had a small yeah. wedding and it sucked. And I hate it. Like, no one's going to say that. But I'm sure but that's here's the thing. I'm sure most people really do appreciate having a yeah. smaller, low-key wedding. I'm sure, I'm sure positive that people are feeling like that. Like some people are just not admitting it. But here's the beautiful thing about the epiphany I had with my therapist. You can literally do what you want. I mean, of course, finances come into it. You have to be able to afford what you want to do. But you can, if you had a small wedding and you're like, oh, you know, that wasn't that like fun. I kind of regret doing it small. Guess what? When it's safe again, 2021 or beyond, why don't you just throw another party for people to celebrate? Nobody's going to be like, hey, Jordana, like, don't do that. I'm not going to celebrate you. Like, if people love you and they, do, they, I'm sure they do, like, they're going to want to celebrate you again. So, right. I agree. Um, uh, there are no rules. You can do whatever you want. That's what I learned with my therapist is like, at the end of the day, do what you feel makes the most sense for you and will make you the most happy. And the people who want to be there will be there. And also like, I wouldn't necessarily take your fiance's mom's word for it, that his family is just like not going to come. Mm-hmm. Like she could just be saying that cause she doesn't really want to go or she doesn't, she kind of thinks it's annoying to, to do. And that's not what she would have done. So she's like projecting that onto his whole family which isn't necessarily true or like if someone's being negative you could just like not really engage talk to them about it but I do think at the end of the day like if that red rocks thing is what you want to do and your fiance is like on board for it too and it's the two of you it's like this is the event that's about the two of you like there's not going to be any situation where everyone totally agrees with whatever you decide for a wedding and that's true for like a normal wedding like everyone has something to say about like your band or your flowers or your thing or like the food like everyone is always going to have something to say. So if you're making your decisions based on like what people will say, you're never Mm going to win because no one is ever going to like completely agree on the way that you should have your wedding. So do what you want to do. That's so true. And like, fuck everyone else. Whoever wants to be there will be there. They don't, they won't. Yeah. If like you said, if you're making decisions based on what you think people want, you'll end up flip-flopping back and forth, not being truly happy with the end result. And that goes for like anything in life actually beyond just weddings. But so yeah, you know, I mean, deep we have down. To, every, everyone cares what people think about them. That's not like something I think that anyone can truly opt out of, but I think you can like get over. And that's something I had to do too, like get over the hurdle of like caring whatever that everyone is happy with your decision because you're just not going to mm-hmm. be able to please everyone. So you, at the end of the day, like it should be about you and your fiance and what you guys really want to do. And like whoever wants to come along for the ride, great for them. Bingo, baby. Love that. <laughs> oh, all right. So the next one, the subject we loved. We love a fun subject, made of dishonor. It says, hi, Betches. Future Betches bride here. Love the podcast and everything Betches in general. I'll just jump right in. I love my sisters and have asked both 
to be my, both of them to be my maids of honor for the wedding next year. And real quick, that's that's a tough one. I've always thought about that. If I had two sisters, like who I would be picking, or I would I five sisters? <gasps> oh, Jordana's about to have five maids of honors. Wait, are you gonna pick one of them as a maid of honor? Or no, I feel no reason to start <laughs> any sort of shit show. I explain. I would, yeah, no one. I'm not having maids of honor. To me, that seems like oh, that's right, you mentioned an unnecessary designation of like, like why. Why yeah, would they yeah. do what I mean? <laughs> no, yeah. And you yeah. have five sit so, yeah, that you can't do that. I feel like if you have for families that have like I think my one friend in college, she has two sisters and they did it where like one of the the oldest one picked the middle one, the middle one picked the younger one, the younger one picked the oldest. So they each got Oh, that's kind of cute. I yeah, I would just yeah. do like both for everything if I were them, but that's Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so she said, My sister let's call her Kathy, got married last year, and now she is separated from her husband. I really feel bad, and I am sensitive about talking about wedding stuff when I am around her. However, at the same time, I was her maid of honor last year and did absolutely everything for her. I missed work and traveled to New York to help her shop for wedding dresses twice. I planned her entire, entire bridal shower with little to no help from anyone else. I listened to her complain about everything from her fiance to her florist. Even her calligrapher quit on her last minute claiming she was too difficult to work with. Woo. <laughs> my other sister, Karen, who is also my maid of honor, is telling me to back off of the wedding stuff because Kathy cannot handle it right now. I feel like I'm getting zero support of either of my maid of honors. I understand it's a difficult time for Kathy and she has to cover legal costs to her attorney so she doesn't have a lot of extra income right now. At the time, I feel at the time I felt like I was oh, I feel like I was there for her during her wedding planning and she is not reciprocated at all. On top of feeling supported, Karen is telling me I should downsize my bachelorette party because Kathy can't afford it. Is it wrong of me to say no? I spent an insane amount of money to go on an island for her bachelorette oh wow and i just don't think it's fair of me to sacrifice what i want i'm extremely happy and it's just sad because i feel like i cannot share my happiness or do what i want because it's always met with unsolicited advice what should i do oh that's tough <laughs> sorry for the situation things. um i think this brings i mean it brings us back to the current theme of this podcast episode which is i think like at the end of the day do what you want and accept that some people might i think you can always do what you want you just have to accept that some people are not gonna be that into it i mean i, I get i get her sister's thing it's like she's having a really shitty year um and she's probably you know what i mean like to have just gotten married and then already be separated i can see why going through like the planning of her sister's wedding would be like really really difficult it'd be nice if she could like compartmentalize it but not everyone is able to do that right. right and I feel like the thing here is she feels like the main thing is which I I could feel like she does in this situation like she feels like she did such a good job was like the right. bridesmaid VIP bridesmaid or maid of honor for her sisters but now they're not being nearly as helpful and helpful and reciprocating um which I, yeah, it's, I get it's unfair it's unfair. Yeah. Life is unfair, though. I think at the end of the day, we kind of have to True. realize like not everything is going to be totally even. <laughs> like, I mean, it's unfair, but it's also like imagine being in your in your sister's shoes and like she's going through this thing and like having to watch you 
right. do exactly what she just did. But that's not to say that I don't think that she should do what she wants to do. I would say to your sister, I would have some compassion for your sister. I would say like, I'm so sorry you're going through all of this. I completely understand if you can't come to these events, like if it's hard for you to plan, like, like obviously you're still my maid of honor. I still want you like up there with me on like the wedding day. But like, I totally get if you want to opt out of any of these events, if you want to like not come, if you, I will totally understand. Like, obviously I would love for you to be there, but I like don't want you to feel any pressure because I love you and I don't want to make you feel worse in this already difficult time. And like, let the other sister take on more of the planning. Like let her, that's what family does. Like, you know, one hand washes the other. Um, (laughs) I just, I would just, I would continue to do whatever you want to do. So you don't feel like you're sacrificing for your sister, but also like give her a little bit of a break. Let her, let her opt out of these events, which like are clearly making her miserable. She's not going to be a really fun time to be there anyway. Right. And lean on other bridesmaids that are like almost appoint them as like your honorary maid of honor. I remember like I was my sister's maid of honor, but her friend Jill was like immensely more helpful than I was. Right. Um, but I was still really helpful. And then also, like you said, just like have compassion for everybody's in dif- different situations in their lives. Like if it makes you feel better at all, my sister has a nine month old now. So like she is a full on mom. Um, so I, I kind of have to think that like when she's, even when we eventually do get to do my bachelorette, if she's like a little more reserved and not as crazy as, and quote fun as maybe she would be before she had a child, like that's just because, you know, that's where she is in her life. That's where she's at her life. And like the stars don't always just like align perfectly where like everything is even Steven with like what you did for someone they wind up being able to do for you. Like sometimes you get a little less, sometimes you get a little more like it's kind of like the, uh, uh, just like how life goes. And I think if you're looking for everything to be like reciprocated to you in the exact way it was given to like you gave it, you're going to be very disappointed. Um, and yeah, I would just like, I, I would, I would, try to take yourself out of the situation and look at it from her point of view and just again do what you want continue to do what you want but like let her know that it's okay if she does and also if her calligrapher quit on her it sounds like she's like not going to be the best at handling your wedding tasks either like she might be a little much regardless so i would just ask the other sister to maybe take on a little more for sure all about delegate delegation should we do one more Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Anonymous, please. All of of the emails you sent in, send in. We never attach anyone's names to anything. So you can always feel confident that anyone, anything that you're sending in will be very confidential. And um, we will never share anyone's names or anything like that. Even if you send in a screenshot, you want us to like decode your texts. We will block those out. We'll never say anyone's personal information. Oh, wait. I love that. Guys, send in screenshots because they have to the um, DMs and Instagram before. Send in like crazy screenshots yeah. that you're having between people for wedding. We'll plans. be real with you. We'll tell you if you're the crazy one. Yes. Uh, sometimes yes, your friends will not. And we don't know you. So we'll tell you if you're the lunatic <laughs> in the situation. Hell yeah. Um, I, Jordana and Nicole, because she's now the co-host, love your podcast, <laughs> got engaged around the same time so I can relate to everything you're going through right now. Um, so I have two great friends that I both want, uh, I both want to be in the bridal party, but I told one she would be the maid of honor and now I'm regretting it. 
This friend introduced me to my now fiance. She and I have always talked about how she has to be made of honor since she made all of this happen. And I brought it up to her since we got engaged. So she, so she is absolutely expecting it. Once wedding planning started, I realized this friend might not be the best choice for a few reasons. Like she doesn't enjoy helping slash planning things. She can be lazy and flaky and just might not be thoughtful and supportive during this process of a maid of honor. Love her to death, but that's just how she is. My other great friend is the exact opposite. She loves planning things, loves weddings and decorating, is very reliable, and is already being so thoughtful and sweet about the engagement and planning process. Overall, she just seems to care more and seems more happy for us. Ideally, I would like this friend to be maid of honor for these reasons, but I am not comfortable retracting the maid of honor title from the original friend. <laughs> Can I have two maids of honor? They're both unmarried slash no kids, so the matron of honor and maid of honor thing won't work. We want a fairly small bridal party, so four on each side max. How do I ask them both to be maid of honor? I asked one of my, my married friends that had done this, and she said she just asked them both to be Mo without telling the other one until later on. I think that's a little awkward, and I would like them both to know right off the bat. Can I ask, will you be my co-maid of honor? Uh, <laughs> that way they, they know there are two. What do I call them in the program? How do I go about who plans what? Excited to hear your thoughts. Thanks. All right. So the first, like, no, no, big no, no here. You never, this, girls feel the need to, like, do this sometimes to each other is to, like, tell each other, like, oh, I can't wait to be in your wedding. I can't wait to be the maid of honor for you. Like, you never say that to right. a bride ever. It's very presumptuous. Like, very presumptuous. One of my friends in college, I hope she's not. Unless you're someone's me. sister and you're close, it could be like, I think that's like. Yeah, yeah. You know, or I mean? like, or, or like you're very confident that you two are best friends. And in those situations, like, you know, everybody knows like Sarah and Jamie are best friends, but right. like, I don't know. I it's, just don't. Although don't sometimes do I kind of feel like um, it's kind of sweet when people do that. They're like so excited. Do you know what I mean? Like someone, yeah. And also people write in that like none of their, like, it seems like none of their, their bridesmaids like really want to be there. So I think this is almost like a nice, in some ways it's a nice yeah. one to have like these people like are excited. To, they like already have like, are like thinking about like their role in your wedding and like, they're excited for you to get married and they're like invested in it. So I think that like, in some ways, it's kind of nice. You could look at it from Valid. both sides, but it's like better. I think it's better than the other way around where you ask someone and they're like, they don't want right, it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. True. I would not want that. But yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one? My other friend. I think you cannot rescind an offer. Um, <laughs> I think why, why, like, what would, I always think of like, what would be the benefit of like telling one of the maid of honors that she was no longer a maid of honor? Like, what's the benefit of that? Like, so she feels yeah. bad and then like the other person feels more special, I guess. But like, why not just have like to have them both is I think is totally fine. I've never heard anyone care about ha anyone having more than one maid of honor. I've been a co-maid of honor with someone else in, in one of my friend's weddings. We were, me and my other friend were both maid of honors and like that didn't diminish the yeah the maid of honor role. I think we both like, we're also like friendly with the friends. We're really good friends with each other too. Um, and so it's like, like exciting like it and fun. Yeah. Then you, people feel like they have like, there's less responsibility on them and they can like yeah. share the work with someone. I think they like it. I would do never rescind an offer. Together? Yeah, no. Um, no, we made separate speeches. You can do whatever you want. I feel like everyone thinks there's all these rules about like you must have one maid of honor and only one matron of honor if you're going to do that and like X number of bridesmaids. Like do whatever the hell you want. Like yeah. have two. Um, like 
it will only i don't think like if you can honor two people in that way and that's what you want to do like do that i wouldn't and also like maybe the other one isn't the best at planning but she's going to be like more fun on the bachelorette or like whatever yeah. like do you know what i mean everyone has their own set of skills doesn't make them like bad so right, right. make them both a maid of honor but i wouldn't I feel like when you remove someone from any sort of position from your wedding, it just adds like a negative vibe to things. And she's going to obviously be like pissed off. So yeah, if it's not taking anything away from your wedding, which it sounds like it wouldn't be, I would just like let it go. Just let it go. And then like, if you want to make the other one secretly like feel more special, just like go to her alone and be like, Hey, I, you're more special. I don't know. <laughs> just tell her. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'd say let it go, have to, the more the merrier, the more hands-on. I mean, look, it's 2020, you're planning a wedding, you're going to need more help. So let, let that one, let that one be. Let them both but I will be, say, yeah. Yeah, both, yeah. I will say, I did have um, a friend <laughs> once in college, like, say to me, like, I can't, like, because Mike and I were dating in college, and she was like, I can't wait to be your bridesmaid one day. <laughs> And she's not like not today. I mean, love her to death. At the time, did you think she like, let's say you got married that year in college. Would she have been? (sighs) Good question. I don't even. (laughs) You're like, probably still not. I'm afraid she'll listen. (laughs) No, she, (laughs) now I'm like making it worse. Um, No, (laughs) probably we were close. We still are like, whatever. I don't know. I don't right. know. I mean, friend, that's 20- also the thing. Like, people are like very again wondering about like the evenness of bridesmaids and things like that. Like, sometimes people invite you to their wedding, and then five years later you get married, and you're not friends with them, and you don't invite them to yours. Like, there's no right. like, not everything has to be like lined up totally evenly. Like, not everyone who does something for you, you have to do for them. It's also okay to do more for someone because that's like in your skill set. Like, some people right. are. I'm not like that great at planning things, so when I've been a bridesmaid, like I try to do like a speech or something funny or like something like I try to contribute in that way rather than like, I'm going to be decorating like the room. Like that's just not my skill set. It doesn't mean I don't care. And like, yeah, people are good at different things. Doesn't mean they're bad or Jordana's like who they are. Jordana's your speech girl. You hear that? to Jordana's friends pick her I've already done all the speeches basically most of my friends are married already so um I've had a lot of practice I did one speech and I was so nervous before it I was it's very nerve-wracking it's very very tough I get that um (laughs) should we do one more or should or do you think that's yeah do we yeah let's Let's do do one more why not let's do one more guys keep sending them too because we have a lot and we brides at betches.com brides at betches.com yes all right hi jordana i was wondering if you could discuss this topic on the podcast (laughs) they always address just you you it's only a it's a new thing where we're both the hosts so i think people are getting used to it but yeah thanks guys just fuck me i guess no i'm kidding (laughs) I was just, I was wondering if you could discuss this topic of the podcast. I got engaged this summer and the night my fiance proposed, we actually didn't tell anyone and just enjoyed the night between ourselves. Ooh, that's nice. We discussed different ideas and things we saw for our wedding. I casually brought up my feelings about kids in a wedding. I told him that I really didn't want any kids as part of the bridal party. I love kids and purposely went into my career to work with them. My fiance has one niece and one nephew. I do want them to have a role in the church ceremony and be in the family pictures, but don't want any kids in the actual bridal party. We discussed if we wanted them at the reception. I could understand that. And they would be the only kids at the reception. 
I told him that they were that there should be a conversation between him and his sister about them coming to a reception and what what they felt comfortable with. I really want his parents and sister to have a good time at the wedding and not be preoccupied with taking care of the kids the whole night. My fiance said he felt indifferent about them in the wedding. He felt strongly though about both his sisters being part of the bridal party, which I understand. A couple of weeks ago, his sister questioned, questioned his mom about if her kids would be in the wedding. His mom basically asked him and he was honest and said he didn't think so. His mom made reference to them being his only niece and nephew and hoping I would realize this. She suggested his nephew could be a ring bearer and the niece would be, would be a junior bridesmaid. She's a preteen and is too old to be a flower girl. I just don't really want this. I always hoped for a smaller bridal party and adding kids just gets to be a lot. My fiance wouldn't even have to deal with either of them the day of the wedding, but it would fall more on me. I think my fiance now feels guilty and says everyone will assume they're going to be part of the wedding. I know he feels strongly about his family and doesn't want to disappoint his mom, especially. Am I being irrational? Any thoughts on what you would do? Thanks so much for any help you can provide. Um, I think if it's going to make your fiance happy, and it's just the and you could compromise a little on this. You could say like, okay, they'll be part of the the church wedding thing, but like the reception will be eighteen plus. Right. I I also, if it makes you feel better, if you do end up, because it sounds like this situation is not that like they'll be there in general, but that she is like iffy about having them in the wedding party. Um, like the kids, like the niece as a junior bridesmaid, the little nephew as a ring bearer. I will say I, I that I've seen weddings where they do this. Sammy's wedding, for example, had like mm -hmm. 85 children running. Not actually, it was a mini money, um, but had a handful of little kids. But, um, and it looked like really cute in pictures, not gonna lie. Like, I don't know, it felt yeah, very- Yeah, I mean, I get, wedding. if she doesn't want it, she doesn't have to explain why she doesn't want it, but it's kind of like, if it's important to her fiance, like why not comp, this is a great area to compromise on right. and like have them be part of the actual like, like um, ceremony and like, it'll make him happy. It doesn't seem like that big of a give, like they're gonna be there. And then you can say like, I'd, pre I'd prefer like the, the second part to just be kids only. So maybe they can just like get, um, you can get a babysitter for them or, mm -hmm. you know, work out some sort of situation there. I think that would be a really good compromise because then they feel like important, like they're part, they're really being included and it's his only niece and nephew. Right. And to your point about getting a babysitter, I know we talked about that in a past episode. I didn't know this until this past week. I, somebody DM'd us. Apparently there's like services now that, because this is a big thing that a lot of couples worry about having kids at their weddings there's services that you can just like hire um to to like be a nanny on site for all the kids and stuff like oh that's it's great not yeah it's like meant for weddings which is cool well probably yeah if anyone knows but... the name of that let us know we'll talk about it on a future episode but um yeah. that was our episode thank you guys for writing in again email brides at betches.com um for any advice on this kind of stuff that you guys want, or if you have any thoughts on the podcast, or any new segments we should add, please let us know. Brides at Betches.com. And don't forget to give us five-star review on um, the reviews. Apple. Apple. Yeah. Yes. But listen on Spotify too. We love a Spotify listen and it works on Android users' phones too. 
exactly okay well till death do us part bye bye Betches.